Hello, and welcome back to Why Morocco, a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to spotlighting some of the inspiring creative personalities who share my love of the North African Kingdom of Morocco. My name's Mandy Sinclair, known online as Mandy in Morocco, and I'm the host of the show. For those of you who don't know me, I packed up my life in Ottawa, Canada in 2011 and moved to Marrakesh. Here, I own a public relations agency specializing in press office management, strategy, and content creation. And because that's not enough, I also launched Tasting Marrakesh Food and Cultural Tours, where we take a dinner with friends or even a wander with friends approach to sharing our love of Marrakesh with the inspiring guests we have the pleasure of meeting. So with a love of Morocco, I knew that when I started my podcast earlier this year, I wanted to leave listeners feeling inspired to pay a visit or motivated to start planning that trip to the Kingdom of Morocco. On this episode of Why Morocco, I'm sitting down with former colleague and sometimes editor Lauren Keith. Lauren is Lonely Planet's destination editor for the Middle East and North Africa. Did I mention I sometimes freelance write and I have bylines in Lonely Planet? Anyway, I was keen to catch up with Lauren as the famous publication has just named Meknes one of its top 10 cities to visit in 2019. Lauren's just returned from a weekend break in Meknes and nearby Fez, and she tells me she's inspired to come back more often, given it's just a quick flight from London. Let's listen in as she tells us about Meknes, an often overlooked city located between Rabat and Fez, and just minutes from the famous Roman ruins of Vilibilis. So how's everything going at Lonely Planet since you've released the, the 2019 hot list? Yeah, it's been going really well. Every year it generates such a huge amount of buzz um, because publications all over the world want to feature their specific destinations. And because we cover the entire world, there's usually a really good selection of um, places in the Americas, places in the Middle East and Africa, you know, Europe, Australia, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are quite a few destinations that people can pick up on and kind of say, yeah, I really want to go there. Yeah, absolutely. So with regard, what interests me is that this year, um, Fez, oh, sorry, Meknes made the top list. So Meknes was actually found, I mean, it's a centuries old city, but it just made it onto Lonely Planet's top 10 cities to visit in 2019. So I'm just wondering, as Lonely Planet's travel editor for North Africa and the Middle East, what makes Meknes a must-visit city for 2019? So a lot of best in travel is it's very timely, it's very zeitgeisty because we release it every year. Mm-hmm. We're really trying to focus on the destinations that have something to provide an upcoming year, so for 2019 for this one. Um, so a lot of people, probably one of the main criticisms of the list is like, you know, how dare you not include London or New York or Paris? And that's not to say that places like that would never be on the list, but this is trying to highlight, it it answers the question, why should I go to this place in 2019? Where should I plan to travel for the next year? Mm -hmm. So, you know, someone in Morocco might say, but what about Fez? What about Marrakesh? And this is not, Meknes' nomination is not to say, you know, don't go to those places. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was included, Meknes was included on the list for 2019 because um, the tomb of Moulay Ismail is supposed to be coming out of a really long two-year renovation mm-hmm. and will be reopening to the public, um, I'm told, from the end of this year, so just in time for people to visit in 2019. Okay. Um, and it just, it, it feels still very under the radar, yeah. much less appreciated maybe than... 
um, Morocco's other imperial cities. You know, everyone knows about Marrakesh. People know about Fez and Rabat. But Mehmed somehow just kind of seems to slip off the radar, even though it's, you know, such an easy journey to get there from Fez. I completely agree. And so for listeners who may not be familiar with like where exactly Meknes is located, it's about 40 minutes from Fez, which is famous for its medieval Medina and the tanneries. And so you recently spent a weekend in Meknes. What were your impressions of the city? Yeah, I did. It was great. It was um, a really cheap and easy flight to get to Fez from London. It took just a couple hours. Um, so I actually divided up the trip, um, spent a couple days in Meknes and then a couple days in Fez just to kind of compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked setting it up that way. I think um, travelers are sometimes a little bit scared or afraid of going to Morocco. You know, you hear a little bit about um, how much hassle it is, and especially as um, a female traveler, or especially a solo female traveler, is, am I going to be harassed? You know, what's going to happen? But I think... Meknes is such a gentler introduction into that. And a lot of that has to do with the size of the city. Um, you know, the Medina is a lot smaller than somewhere like Fez or Marrakesh. Um, but it was just a much calmer thing, get used to the Moroccan pace of life and the way things work. But it still had so many of the key elements of why travelers want to visit Morocco in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, it has the beautiful Riyadh. There are so many lovely places to stay in Meknes. It has great food. It has um, a central open square that's flanked on one end by a beautiful old gate. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are cafes and terraces that line the square where you can kind of perch with your mint tea and watch all of the action happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so much to do. It's kind of a microcosm of why you'd want to go to a larger Moroccan city. Yeah. But it's a gentler introduction before you actually do that and dive in. I completely agree. When I first came to Morocco, I did the classic 15-day route, you know, where you start in Casablanca and you end in Marrakesh. And I think we mm-hmm. went to Meknes maybe on like the second or third day. But it was like one of those things where you arrive in the evening, you have a half day, and then you're on to like Bolivialis in the afternoon or wherever we went. And I just think it's, Meknes is often overlooked by tourists and travel agencies. Um, and I, I have to say I disagree because like you said, like the, the Bab Mansour, which is at the end of that square, the mausoleum, the granaries, and just the vibe that it's, you know, a very local city. There weren't many tourists around when I was there. I've not been to Meknes in a couple of years. So, like, what would you recommend people to see? Yeah, I really loved going around the Medina um, because it was, you know, it was kind of as intense or as quiet as you wanted it to be. You know, there are just um, a few alleyways that are winding through. So if you kind of, you know, you've done a bit of shopping, but if you're kind of ready to throw your hands up in the air and say, okay, that's enough, and it's easy enough to escape and do something else. But my favorite building probably that I saw in Meknes was the madrasa, the old school there, mm-hmm. um, Madrasa Bu Inania. And it's the, there's an exact... One name's the exact same thing and says. So I actually thought the one in Meknes was a bit more impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you went to the madrasa when you visited. I've not um, been to the, it, I've been to the madrasa in Saleh and I've been to them in Fez and uh, Marrakesh, but not in Meknes. Yeah, it's it's um, a very similar setup, of course. But you kind of go in and there's just this beautiful courtyard. Um, it's covered in, you know, the colorful geometric tiles that have lots of intricate woodwork um, as screens up on the first and floors and above. 
It's just absolutely stunning. But when we visited, there was no one else there. And it kind of felt like somewhere that we kind of had wandered into accidentally, or maybe we weren't meant to be there. But I think that it's instances like that that make it a little bit more special. And when you're somewhere like, you know, we went to the, the madrasa of the same name and says, Mm-hmm. And, you know, being there is obviously very cool and it's very, very beautiful. But, you know, every five minutes there was another tour group exactly. coming through. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, yeah, you can appreciate it. But just something about that, like being in Meknes and like, are, is this open? Okay, yeah. Is this where we're meant to be right now? Uh-huh. It was very fun. Absolutely. And I think also the entrance fees are quite, make it accessible to visit these historical sites in Morocco. And yeah, you just have that feeling of like, wow, nobody else has discovered this. You split your time between Fez and Meknes. Would you recommend a weekend break? Or, I mean, a lot of people do it as a day trip from Fez, but do you think it's worth an overnight or a couple nights from to stay in Meknes? Yeah, absolutely. I would say, I mean, ideally kind of two or three nights in Meknes. Mm-hmm. Because Meknes, I think, also makes a bit of a better base than Fez does for going to places like the town of Moulay Idris. Mm-hmm or um, the Roman ruins at Volubilis. It's just a little bit closer, um, and all of the Riyads can, of course, organize um, to get you a driver to take you there, and it just cuts down a little bit on the transport time, and those places are also so worth visiting, but you don't want to take away from any time exploring in Meknes. So I think a long weekend would be a good amount of time to stay. I agree, because I think nearby Moulay Idris is one of my favorite places in um in Morocco, and I hesitate to even mention it on my podcast because I, I like it. It's very, you know, it's a very off the beaten track, really. Not a lot of tourists go there. Um, it's quite hidden. It's still, you know, it's still very local life, really. Absolutely, yeah. So if you were to say, like, what would be a perfect day in Meknes? Um, I would say to start a morning in Meknes, um, roaming around the parts of the Medina, doing a little bit of shopping and going to some of those attractions like the Madrasa um, and like the mausoleum when it reopens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of relaxing a bit in the afternoon as, of course, the temperature goes up maybe just around your Riyadh. Um, there are quite a few that have, you know, beautiful pools or rooftop terraces so somewhere nice just to read a book while it's still um, very hot outside. Uh, and into the evening, um, in the main square, it really comes to life as the sun starts to set. That's when all of the people are coming to um, set up food stalls, to set up um, clothing shops. Um, people are just starting to gather in the square as it gets a little bit cooler outside. And it's nice to um, sit on one of the rooftop terraces and just kind of look over and watch that happening. And as it happened, when the night that we were there doing that, we could watch a um, storm come in over the desert. So it was actually, it was really beautiful. It just, the sky started darkening um, towards the west and saw lots of lightning coming in. But, you know, it's very gradual, you know, just rolling in slowly. But then because Meknes is the size that it is, it's like, okay, maybe we should go now. Starting to feel a few splatters of rain, but the rehab that we were staying in was only about five minutes away. Mm-hmm. So we made it before the downpour actually happened. Brilliant. And because that square is kind of like a little mini Jamal Fana, isn't it? There's some entertainers yeah, exactly. and different, like you can have 
mixed grill and mint tea and that sort of thing, right? Exactly. That's a really good comparison. Uh If all this chat about travel and exploring Morocco has left you inspired to visit, but you're not sure where to start with planning your holiday, I cannot recommend the services of my friend Chris Martinus from Sun Trails enough. His in-depth knowledge of Morocco is mind-blowing. His passion for this kingdom is inspiring, and the trip he planned for my sister and I back in 2016 left me amazed at what's out there to explore in Morocco. Get in touch via my podcast, and I'll happily connect you so you too can experience an off-the-beaten-track trip. And now, let's get back to chatting Meknes, one of Morocco's imperial cities. You mentioned food earlier, um, that you think there's great food to eat in Marrakesh, uh, sorry, in Meknes, and as the owner of Tasting Marrakesh, and also... I did write about street food in Morocco for Lonely Planet. I'm curious to know what your must-eats in the region are. I think, of course, you can't leave Morocco and not have a tagine. Mm -hmm. They're absolutely perfect. They're always well done. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the meat is so succulent and falls Mm -hmm. off the bone, or they're really good vegetarian options and mixed in with... um, dates and other kinds of fruits and vegetables. It's just the perfect mix of sweet and savory, and they're always really, really good. Yeah. Um, can never go wrong with a mint tea at any, you know, any yeah. time of the day, whether you're on the square or um, haggling for a carpet in the Medina, yeah. always get a mint tea no matter where you're, where you've stopped. Yeah. Um, I think Meknes, you know, it offers a lot of the standard Moroccan dishes that you can find in a lot of places um, around the country. And um, the Riyadh, of course, tends to be the places that a lot of people end up eating, whether or not they're actually staying there. Yeah. Did you, when you went to Moulay Idris, did you eat some of the um, barbecued kafta when you were in Moulay I didn't, unfortunately. I oh, saw all of the stalls and, yeah. you know, the smoke wafting from them, and I yeah. really wish we would have, but yeah. didn't get to this time. No, they're absolutely one of my favorites. As soon as I get out of the Grand Taxi in Moulay I have to head straight to the mixed grills, and then up on the square, there's a man who sells the most amazing nougat, and I have to eat that as well, and then I'm like... <laughs> That for being in Moulay Idris there. Yeah, it's one of my <laughs> That's favorite. on my list for next time then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I even, I think I even mentioned that in the street art article, uh, sorry, street food article that I wrote for Lonely Planet. Um, so for the, the mausoleum, you said it's opening in 2019. When I was there back in 2010, it was free to enter, but is there going to be an entrance fee? Um, I'm not 100% sure because I haven't heard from the tourism board okay. quite yet. Okay. It's so beautiful. I mean, I was in there um, as I said, when I was here in 2010 on holiday. And so I'm curious to know what it, like what they were restoring because I just remember being incredibly impressed with the Zelige and everything that... Yeah, the, the, Moroccan the photos that I've seen are absolutely incredible. And um, mm-hmm. when I visited, unfortunately, it was kind of the last phases of that uh, restoration being done. So um, the gate was, you know, fully locked from the outside. You couldn't even get close to the door, but yeah. For visitors who may be planning a visit to Meknes, I just have a few questions for you on your top picks. So what would you say is your top accommodation pick? We stayed in, um, we had Bahia one of the nights, which was really phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, of course, organized around the central courtyard. Um, this one also had some kind of upper stories that were open air. Mm-hmm. So it was just really glorious to sit up there mm-hmm. and, you know, read a book. It seems like 
there's kind of a maze getting around because, you know, some of the buildings are often not together and they kind of, you know, weave around and you go up a set of stairs. You're not quite sure where you've ended up, uh-huh. but they've been really clever about it and kind of placed, um, you know, beautiful chairs and sofas uh-huh. and places to relax. Um, and they also have a cafe up on the roof as well in case you want um, a mint tea or something a bit more filling. And so I really like staying there. I, if I remember correctly, I think I've stayed there as well, and they have wonderful views of the square, don't they? Yes, they do. It's very close by. Mm-hmm. Because the, the Mechnes Medina, I find, like even though I've lived here for eight years in Morocco, I still find the Fez Medina can be quite overwhelming and intimidating. Um, Absolutely, the yeah. The Mechnes Medina is just so that you can go for a leisurely stroll. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's you know it's kind of quiet. There's a little bit less hassle. It's, the ones in Fez, especially, just the alleyways are so narrow, and Fez is so popular that those two don't quite you know come out the way that you want. And sometimes Fez, I think, can feel a little bit claustrophobic in some yeah. some of the alleyways. Mm-hmm. But Meknes, I didn't feel like that at all. It kind of just felt you know like a normal moving small street where people were pausing here and there, but, you know, yeah. still people flowing through and walking around. Absolutely. And I feel like there's still a carpet shop and all that stuff that, like, you get out of the big <laughs> cities. So. Um, and what's your top site in Mechnes? I think it would have to be the Madrasa. I think I'm still mm-hmm. so blown away by that. Um, just entering into that courtyard for the first time. Um, we went there first thing in the morning, which might explain a little bit why it was empty, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, the um, cleaner was still there, and she was just, you know, brushing away some of the dirt from the night before. Yeah. And it was just so peaceful and so beautiful. And I just can't imagine, you know, I none of the schools I went to ever looked like that. I can't imagine <laughs> being able to pay attention as a student when you're, surrounded by architecture that is that beautiful and that incredible. Absolutely. Was that the first uh, madrasa you'd been to in Morocco or had you been to others? Um, I think that might have been the first, actually. Um, I tried to go to some when I visited Marrakesh previously, but I don't think they were open. I no, think they were also under being restored. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. And I remember my the first madrasa I went into was in Fez, and you're right. It just like takes your breath away when you step inside because like everything in exactly. Morocco you never know what's behind those doors until you stay yeah, in the exactly. courtyard. So. Um, and then also, again, touching on food, I don't remember amazing restaurants in Meknes, but what was your favorite restaurant when you were there? Um, I think, again, when we stayed at Riyadh Bahia, yeah. I think that was, we also ate at the restaurant there, and yeah. I think that was a really phenomenal place to go. Um, we also stayed a night at another one called Riyadh Dior, mm-hmm. um, which had a good restaurant as well. Okay. So, yeah, I think you're right in that maybe there aren't as many um, good standalone options mm-hmm. as there are in other Moroccan cities, but I think the Riyadh still do a really good job of preparing really, really decent Moroccan food. I agree with you 100% because when I, I was there, obviously, on my holiday, and then I went back with a friend and we stayed a, a couple nights in Meknes to explore the region, and we ate at Riyadh Bahia and it was really delicious, uh, home cooked, real exactly, yeah. uh, food. Like it, you didn't feel like it was a, a tourist restaurant or anything. It was just really authentic, made with love home cooking. 
Yeah. I think that's what that's such a good way to describe Mexico's in general as well. It just it doesn't feel touristy where I think I mean there are definitely I mean, obviously authentic part of um, Marrakesh mm. and Fez, yeah. but Meknez seems to be somewhere that, it's not that they don't care about tourism, but it hasn't, tourism hasn't inundated the city like it has um, some places in Morocco and other places around the world, but especially in Europe. So you kind of feel like you have a more genuine insight into the place, even if you're there for only a short amount of time. I agree with you. And then with all the other things to see that are nearby, um, Meknes, because I believe also the wineries are not too far away. There's the olive oil pressing as well that's not uh, too far because the olive trees dot the rolling hills nearby. Mule Idris, the Libulus, as you said, the Roman ruins. I mean, there really is. It's a great place to base yourself from, I think, if you want to explore another side of Morocco. Exactly. We were riding the train between um, Meknes and we were going over to Fez. We had our eyes glued to the window. You know, look at all these other things we could be exploring. You know, mm-hmm. always the wish that you had more time to see and do things. Yeah, exactly. But that's fabulous. I'm so glad to know that Meknes is finally getting a little bit of the spotlight that it, it really does deserve. It's- I find it so fascinating. Um, in the region that I look after, so about 18 countries, um, Morocco is by far and away the most um, visited destination on lonelyplanet.com. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it gets, you know, racks in probably double the views of anything else. So it just shows that travelers are super, super interested in the country. Um, so anything we can do to kind of put the spotlight on lesser known places like Meknes, mm-hmm. um, actually on our list, on our best in travel list for 2018 for this year, um, Esawira was on there as um, one of the best value places to go. So just kind of, you know, again, not to say that places like Fez and Marrakesh yeah, aren't worth going to, but maybe to just kind of but I set your sights elsewhere. Exactly. For the traveler who wants to go a little bit beyond, do you have any other plans to be back in Morocco? Um, not as of yet, but I, I would love to plan some. Like when I was looking at how much the flight cost from London to Fez, I was blown away by how inexpensive they were. It's like, why am I not doing this every <laughs> single weekend? Um, because it's just such um, it's a, it's a shock to the system, but in a good way. I can stand somewhere like London and then just a couple hours later be somewhere so completely different and so beautiful and vibrant and with an amazing culture. And it's just, you know, essentially right on my doorstep. It's, it's an incredible feeling. And I think that's what's so great about, like, the flight. I mean, in Marrakesh, we're just getting more and more flights uh, to Europe and different destinations. And you can see it when I'm out in the Medina. You know, there's different nationalities and different cultures visiting. And it is so true, like, that it's just a three-and-a-half-hour flight for the most part from yeah exactly pretty much anywhere maybe four and a half hours from other uh, European destinations but it is so close and yet like another whole other world yeah completely to know that you can be back in the Medina and Fez in just a couple hours it's like wow (laughs) oh that's amazing well if ever you're coming back to Marrakesh do let me know because I would love to yeah absolutely I will I'm sure I'll be back yeah, good, good. Well, we've got sunshine, so when you're ready for a dose of vitamin C, do come back. <laughs> always, <know>. always. <laughs> anyway, that's, <laughs> that's all I have for now. So thank you so, so much, Lauren. When 
for your time today and for, for chatting all things Mechnet with me. Yeah, of course. Can't wait to hear it. If you're coming to Marrakesh, join us for one of our Tasting Marrakesh Food and Cultural Tours, sampling some of the best street food in Marrakesh. And in between courses, we'll stop to enjoy some of the entertainment, perhaps take in a live show, and even visit an astrologer for those daring enough. We take a dinner with friends approach, so expect tales about life in Marrakesh, a bit of historical insight, and a lot of laughs. Then at the end of the night, we walk our guests home so there's no stress about finding one's way through the winding alleyways. Our website is tasting-marrakesh.com, and all of our tours are private and bespoke, so we take you only to the places that are of interest to you. But for now, it's time for me to head to Canada for a bit of a break. I'll be producing one more episode before the holidays. But in the meantime, I would be so appreciative if you would please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Or follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Mandy in Morocco. Or even check out my website, mandyinmorocco.com, for more information. And if you know someone interested in traveling to Morocco, sharing is caring. So please send them the link to my podcast. But really, thank you for following along to each episode, sending me your comments, your feedback. It's so encouraging and so lovely to hear. So thank you once again, and I'll see you back here in two weeks.